0: There are movies out there that, for one reason or another, capture our imagination enough to warrant multiple viewings. You, like me, probably have movies that have done the same for you. Whether critically acclaimed, visual masterpieces, or just plain fun, we all have those films that beckon us to return every now and again. Today's subject is one of those for me I seem to press play on this title every year or so And never really tire of it I also feel that it's one of those films That doesn't get the love that it deserves So I wanted to change that It's a movie that you may have never heard of But when that offers a lot between its credit sequences So if you're like me and you enjoy film and the impact and emotions they convey, then grab a glass of your preferred liquid and join me for the next little while. For me, that's a bottle of black and tan from our friends at Saranac Brewery in Utica, New York. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about the love of film. Welcome to Glazed Cinema. subject is a wonderful journey that's a beautiful blend of heart fantasy drama romance and comedy it's a movie i thoroughly enjoy that i feel doesn't get the credit or attention it deserves so why not talk about it today the movie has a balance all its own and it's one that feels quite unique. Stranger Than Fiction is a film about a man named Harold Crick. Harold is a very intelligent man, very gifted with math and numbers. In fact, he counts things in his daily life, like the steps he takes, the toothbrush strokes he makes in his daily toothbrush routine, and of course, the stops on his bus route. His profession reflects that skill and knowledge as well. For you see, Harold is an auditor working for the IRS. We often see co-workers ask him for help with a seemingly random equation, and Harold, each time, responds with the correct answer in lightning speed. One day, though, his life takes a turn, and will never really be the same ever again. Now this doesn't occur in some grandiose way like some other movies might employ, but instead it happens during one of the most mundane moments in his daily life. While brushing his teeth in the morning, Harold begins hearing a voice speaking. The voice is coming from nobody around him. He is, after all, alone in his apartment, but rather from the ether What's stranger is that the voice is that of a British woman, which is well removed from what we might expect. Even odder, the voice isn't speaking to him, or even about him. No, the oddest part is that she seems to be narrating his actions. While he finds it annoying and intrusive, Harold goes about his daily life trying to make sense of why this voice exists. This also comes at a point in his life where Harold isn't quite sure he wants to be a tax auditor anymore. He begins to enter a sort of funk, something his HR manager describes as feeling wibbly wobbly. While getting a new assignment, he gets handed a bakery something that should be an easier task to audit. It's during the assignment where he meets and begins to have feelings for the bakery owner, Ms. Pascal. All the while, the voice continues to narrate and describe everyday occurrences, his thoughts and his feelings. His attitude towards this narrator changes drastically, however, when, while waiting for the bus, he hears her utter the words, will result in his imminent death. Clutched by the realization that he is now on borrowed time, Harold seeks help from the one source that might just be able to help him stop this death from happening and make sense of his situation, a college literary professor. Directed by Mark Forster. Stranger Than Fiction includes a phenomenal cast, each one seemingly fitting their character like a glove. With the likes of Will Ferrell, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Dustin Hoffman, Dame Emma Thompson, Queen Latifah, and Tony Hale, the performances result in a fleshed-out reality that is very touching. Will Ferrell particularly plays the lead role of Harold splendidly, stepping back from his usual comedic self and into a more serious aspect of his acting skills. Like some before him, for instance, Steve Martin, Jim Carrey, and Robin Williams, Will Ferrell plays the lead role with a muted humor, giving way to a more seriousness that feels refreshing And perfectly placed. Now this movie is obviously about literature, and the screenplay for this movie in particular has some fantastic dialogue, both in the narration and the banter between characters. But the narration in particular has some fantastic lines and moments in it. One of my favorites of this is when Harold is doing filing. He's moving paper into folders, and then folders into the filing cabinet in front of him. As he moves them, he swipes the folder over the other ones and places it gently in the filing cabinet. The narrator describing the scene states, The sound of the paper made against the folder had the same tone as a wave scraping against sand. And when Harold thought about it, he listened to enough waves every day to constitute what he imagined to be a deep and endless ocean. There's also a great conversation that happens uh, somewhere toward the end of the movie with Professor Hilbert and Harold. Harold is trying to reason with the professor, and Jules says, However long you have left, you can, Harold. You can use it to have an adventure, or discover something, or, or, or finish reading Crime and Punishment. Harold, you could just eat nothing but pancakes if you wanted. which Harold says, What's wrong with you? I don't want to eat nothing but pancakes. I want to live. Who in the right mind, in a choice between pancakes and living, chooses pancakes? To which Jules retorts, Harold, if you'd pause to think, I believe you'd realize that that answer is inextricably contingent upon the type of life being led and, of course, the quality of the pancakes. Written by Zach Helm, there's a ton of great stuff in this script, and it all unfurls quite wonderfully on the screen. I really enjoy this movie for all that it offers us. When I think about what I love about it, though, I come back to one aspect that, in my mind, makes it so successful, the relationships. The relationships in this movie are fantastic, and there are so many of them, each unique and wonderful in their own rights. Of course, there's the relationship between Harold and the voice, which is pretty much entirely one way, but one that is not only vital to the plot, but also extremely engaging. Of course, then there's the beautiful relationship between Harold and Jules Hilbert, the professor at the college, where the two seemingly feed off of each other. Then there's the relationship between Kay and her assistant that the publisher sends to help her, Penny, played by Queen Latifah. Their relationship is pretty great as the neurotic, reclusive, and impulsive writer is matched with the stable, logic, and focused assistant. It's the dichotomy between the two that works so great, as Kay resists her persistent help seemingly at every turn, but is shadowed by her determination nonetheless. Then there's the relationship between Harold and his co-worker Dave, played by Tony Hale. Dave is one of the only friends that we see Harold has in real life. Now he does have other co-workers, but they definitely don't have the same relationship that him and Dave do. At one point, Harold even lives with Dave. His co-worker, Dave, is obsessed with space, and when the two live together, he eats what can only be described as space food. The two have an innocent and casual relationship, we can tell that Dave is fairly important to Harold because he's somebody who he can confide in or just have a general conversation about life or work. Of course, my favorite relationship is most certainly between Harold and Miss Pascal. They start out at odds by their situation. I mean, after all, you probably wouldn't consider the person auditing you to be your best friend. Miss Pascal doesn't make this any easier on Harold. Instead of filing things neatly, as she usually does, she confesses that that the messy receipts in the box that is her- handed to Harold was purposefully done just to mess with him. And that doesn't make his auditing process any less laborious. Despite this though, Harold begins to develop feelings for her and hopes to become closer with her. What happens between them? I'll leave that for you to find out. I also learned something in my research of this film that I thought was pretty cool. In certain scenes, when Harold had discourse during the narration, he was actually given an earpiece so that he could hear Emma Thompson's words and delivery. That way, when the co-actors across from him read their lines, it made more sense, and he could emote more knowledgeably and effectively. It's something that's incredibly simple, but when I understood that, it made certain things make more sense. Now, I love this movie, and I watch it quite often, at least once a year, as I previously said. I showed it to my wife last year, and she really enjoyed it as well, and looks forward to when we watch it again together. Just taking the hint for this episode made us want to rewatch it, and it has that kind of pull. It packs an experience that I never really tire of and it helps me escape reality and it feels like I'm visiting old friends again. But at the end of the day, it just makes me feel good and makes me smile. At the end of the day, isn't that the most important thing about a movie like this? I think so. If you're in the mood for a great story that will hold your attention while making you laugh, gasp, and feel good, look no further than this film. I hope you press play on Stranger Than Fiction, I don't think you'll be disappointed. If you'd like to watch Stranger Than Fiction for yourself, you can find it on a variety of streaming services. At the time of this recording, you can find it on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is a streaming service with a diverse catalog of movie and TV shows, and the best part is, it's 100% free. You can also find it on other services like YouTube, Vudu, Google Play, Apple TV, and Prime Video for either $2.99 or $3.99 to rent. This episode was written and recorded by me, Brian Kinney with music by Kevin MacLeod If you like this podcast, tell your friends and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter Each week, there will be new content, including hints about episodes before they air If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, visit our website at glazedcinema.com There you'll find more info about the show, and a place to submit ideas for future episodes as well For film fans who are hearing impaired, the blog page on our website features each episode in written form as well. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope to see you next time with another beverage and another fine film on Glazed Cinema.